This is the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and me. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Laura Cruz Coaching. Enjoy the episode. So I am super excited to have a very special guest with me today. I'm lucky enough to be talking to the brilliant Caroline Joynson from Cheerleader PR, who I came across, I think probably about six months ago, um, just in that kind of strange thing where you start off on the world of entrepreneurship or kind of small business ownership, and you start coming across all these brilliant people that you would never have come across before because, uh, well, the algorithm doesn't show them to you. But suddenly when you start into that kind of journey of uh, entrepreneurship, people Come across, you come across people and uh, brilliant people who you connect with and who can really help you. So um, Cheerleader PR is um, a coaching consultancy and course-based business. Um, and Caroline helps owners who have also followed their dreams to kind of get out there and get themselves seen in the, in the world of PR. So Caroline, lovely to have you here today. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Caroline, that's obviously a tiny, tiny introduction to you. But why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your background and kind of how you started with with Cheerleader PR? Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess, yeah, Cheerleader PR is kind of the the latest incarnation of my PR career. Um, And that's been kind of going for about 18 months. But I mean, I've worked in PR for over 20 years. So I guess you could say um, I followed my dream to go into PR and had to fight for it actually to get into it um so I worked in a couple of PR agencies in Leeds which is where I live um and then I worked at the National Media Museum as a senior press officer um and then I was made redundant after having one daughter being pregnant with my second went freelance and then after about six or seven years of freelancing wanted to change it again in fact I kind of think I do have a five-year itch rather than a seven-year itch because that's actually normally been when I've made a change in my career but all all of my career has been PR related I I mean I think I'm lucky that I I feel that there's never a dull day and there's lots of variety and interesting people that I come across so I always felt myself very lucky that I'm in a career that I love um but yeah as I say it's spanned over 20 years now um two kids and um yeah I'm still going strong (laughs) absolutely brilliant so so interesting so when you said you you got made redundant in between your children Mm. so what was the that's obviously being made redundant is stressful at any point let alone when you've you know got small children and you know all of the pressures that that brings how did you kind of pick yourself up from that yeah well that was a kind of a yeah a very big roller coaster so I was about six months pregnant with my second daughter when I got this email saying that you know there's going to be a change in the team and you know your manager needs a meeting with you and it was all like I know what this is um and and I was right and and basically it was um my role was you know was redundant and they didn't didn't need that role anymore and I was offered to go and apply for a more senior role, which would have been full time and very stressful, to be honest, or or take voluntary redundancy. So 
actually wasn't that hard a decision. Um, and I left and I'd thought already about going freelance and being my own boss because I had to think, well, what would I do next? And I'd spoken to a friend who was freelance and, you know, she was brilliant because I was like, well, I want to do it flexibly. I don't want to work full time. I want to do three days, but will clients want that? She's like, yep, yeah, you can do that. Anything I came up with is a reason I couldn't do it. She was like, oh, that'd be fine. You can do it that way which was really, really amazing. I'm always so grateful to her for that because then I went off and I had my, my, my daughter. Um, and my, so my, my, my eldest was like two and a half and I had a, a new baby. And then when my youngest was about 10 months, the same friend was like, I'm actually giving up some freelance work because I want to do something else. Do you want me to put your name forward? And my first reaction was, no, no, uh, I don't think so. I'd lost my confidence, really. Right. I'd, I'd just kind of been off, you know, going through the redundancy. Um, it's quite obviously quite a negative. And, and then I've been off with her and, and, and kind of been away from, from that world for a while. Um, and actually, I was unwell as well. I had postnatal depression, so I'd gone through that wow. as well. So it was kind of like everything had kind of knocked me down. And then when I said, no, I don't think so, something in me went, what have you got to lose? You know, you've got nothing to lose here. You said you wanted to go freelance. You, you, you've got a chance to try it. And so I kind of then went, well, actually, you know, what's it involved and what, what's, what, what, sort of the, what would they pay? And, you know, just to try and feel my way around it. And then it was just like, do you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'll just go for it. And I think actually in terms of, I suppose, dreams and, and doing what you want, I think that was one that was sort of forced on me in the sense of my employed life was over or, you know, um, that part of it was. And it was a bit like, I'm so glad that happened because I might have still been employed otherwise. Um, whereas actually having that push to to think about what I wanted made me able to actually create a, a job and, a, and a, a new version of my career that would fit around my family, which is what I wanted. So in a long roundabout kind of way, I got, I got there, I got to where I wanted to be, but there was some a bit of the universe or a bit of fate involved, whichever way you want to look at it, helped me to make that change really. And that friend who, who helped me to, to realise I could do freelancing and, and that, that could work for me. That's really interesting because you're the uh, you're the second interview I've done this week where redundancy has kind of forced a change upon, you know, it's, it's forced a life change that perhaps although you wouldn't have, cho- you at the time or, you know, when that comes and you're in that period of shock, you might not have chosen that at that moment. But then actually because it forces that change, you then open up a whole different kind of world and life plan and career plan that might have been really scary to jump into before if that makes sense yeah I don't think I would have ever left what I thought was a security of employment but having been made redundant you realize well actually you're only four weeks off them giving you your notice you know to give you notice but when you're in that world of being employed I mean you know it's it's nice being in a team and things like that but you're obviously quite protected really you've got a manager and you've got you know you might have people that you manage who help you with stuff but actually um you know it's not any more secure at least now if I needed more work it's up to me to go and find it whereas there you're reliant on other people more senior making the company a success and you play your small part so I think it's a false sense of security and but I would say I was used to it you know that's what I thought was the way the only way to work whereas now I think I can't imagine being employed again. It's it's so weird how it yeah. totally trans- changes and goes around, really. Yeah, no, brilliant. And I think there's something you said about, you know, when your friend said to you, oh, I've got this work, 
Um, and I was expecting you to say, oh, and I went, yes, please. And then you said, oh, no, I couldn't do that. Mm. I think it's really interesting because a couple of things that you said there. One, so, you know, when you when you've got small children, you spend a lot more time at home, don't you? And so your kind of world gets a little bit smaller in some ways. Yeah. Um, but also, so that does affect your confidence. But then you also referenced that you were, you know, suffering with postnatal depression. So I'm, it, it's amazing that even with all of that going on, there was that voice in your head that said, hang on, why don't you give that a go? Which is just brilliant. Where do you think that comes from, that kind of push? Yeah, I suppose I've never really... I've never really thought about it like that, but I remember re- I recently I did this thing about, you know, ask people what three words they use to describe you. And I did it as a social media post just to see what, not not really expecting anything back, but the word, the word brave kept coming out. And, wow. and it's not something I think about for myself, but probably looking back at that, particularly that period of my life with the redundancy and the, the postnatal depression and everything that went on, um, I guess something in me just didn't give up and, and kind of kept fighting. And it's probably the part of me that make, make, has made me be successful in PR because you have to keep putting yourself out there to yep. get, you know, get coverage for clients and you get no's and you get knockbacks and you have, you just keep going. So I think sort of being tenacious in that way and being determined has helped me in the career that I've chosen. But it even goes back to, I think when I, what was deciding what to do for a career, I'd, I'd thought I wanted to do HR, but realize I didn't and I went to the careers office and said I, I was wanting to go into PR and their reaction was was and this is the honest truth they just said well everyone wants to do that it's very competitive you know and then something in me was like well I'm going to do it now <laughs> I don't know who it was that said one of the careers officers said that to me and it's a bit Did like they know guess, what it was what PR yeah uh, well, I think they sh- they probably did do because there was a degree, a PR degree at my university, but right. I, I didn't do it. I did business studies. But yeah, they, they must have known what it was, but it was just really a really weird response. But again, it's a bit, there's definitely a bit of a fighter in me that just keeps going. And I think luckily for me that it, it came up at that moment and went, well, why do you not just explore this you know what don't yeah. write it off and yeah. ask, ask those questions and then yeah I had nothing to lose and because I had been you know really quite unwell and and I'd recovered a fair bit by then it was a bit like well if I can recover from that I think I can do anything and I do think that carries on now where I will generally just say yes to things because I think I'll work out how to do it later if I need to you know because you know when you've come back from something like that I think you you realize you're a bit, bit tougher than you thought you were and and yeah. nothing could be as bad as that so actually why not have a go so I think it's kind of I can definitely take some positive from that situation yeah that's such a great kind of approach to things and I'm very much like that too I'll say yes and I'll push myself on and work out how to do it later like this podcast for example you know I didn't really know what I was doing to set up a podcast but I've done it um I think I'll probably look back on the early ones where you can hear me heavy breathing and go oh my goodness you Laura <laughs> what were you thinking but anyway I've given it a go and I've yeah. got it out there well that's the thing and I think like because you know when I, the people I work with and and have in my Facebook group which I know that's how you know you're in my group and, and that's how we met and stuff but you know people say well how are you you know how are you used to good at doing lives and how are you good at doing interviews and it's just because I, everyone's got to start somewhere so my first lives would have you know not been great and I remember my first lives were in someone else's group who encouraged you to just talk to into your phone and do a live but we've all got to start somewhere whether it's a podcast that you've set up which is you know brilliant that you've done that and it's a lot of work isn't it but you only learn from doing exactly. <laughs> eventually 
exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I think um, it's a great saying, it's progress, not perfection. So you're not going to get it right. Mm. You know, you've got to learn, you've got to make the mistakes. And later on, you'll, you know, you'll kind of, you know, finesse it or improve it or whatever. But it doesn't really matter, does it? It's just kind of getting out there. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm conscious of when we're talking, because I said to you about the like the, the careers people, for somebody listening then, so somebody who is a, you know, a small business owner or an entrepreneur, and they're listening to us talk about this and about PR and Explain to them why it's so important that they would need that for their business. Because I think, and I, I know I'm guilty of this myself, there's an element in me that thinks, oh, I couldn't possibly do any PR because I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I could. Do you know what I mean? So what, yeah. what is it that, that, you know, why is it so important? Because it yeah. is, but why is it, why, you know, for the audience's benefit? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a question that, you know, I, I get asked a lot and I think some of that's because public relations and PR as a, as a thing is, is, you know, probably not that well understood or maybe it, to people think it's just the media and they're nervous about the media or they think, well, who am I to be in the media? You know, so it's a whole, there's loads of stuff going on around that. But I mean, the way I describe PR is it's a bit like you can go out there and tell everyone how good you are. You can use your social media and put out all your own messages. You can advertise, you know, but that's all your own opinion. Um, PR is about other people saying that you're good at what you do and endorsing what you do and, and giving you that stamp of credibility, really. So it's about feet, other people featuring you on their channels through merit. So, you know, obviously me being here today on your podcast, you've obviously thought, well, she knows the stuff. She'll, she'll be a good yeah. guest or, you know, or if I'm featured in the media, giving a, a quote about, I don't know, self-promotion. Um, it just shows that I know what I'm talking about and other people see that. So, yes, you definitely still need to promote yourself on your own channels. And the great thing is now we've got our own media empire. You know, we've got we can broadcast our own news and opinions on our social media. We can have our own radio show through a podcast um, and we can have our own TV show. if We had a YouTube channel, but they're all still us putting ourselves out there. So it's to get that extra sort of it's third party endorsement from other people by being featured. That That's kind of what it's all about. Um, and I always simplify it because this works for me. Just saying it's PR is in practice is just about getting the right information to the right person at the right time so that you get, you tell them. And I guess some things come to you PR wise, you know, some opportunities come to you and people ask you, would you like to do this? But quite often you have to go and ask for the opportunities. And then it is that case of just offering the right thing to the right person at the right time. And they'll be like, yeah, I'd love to feature you. Or yeah, I need yeah. that comment. So it is involved. Yeah, it does involve being proactive and putting yourself out there. Um, but it's something that one, it's worth so much more. I mean, when I worked in PR agencies, we used to physically get the, like the, the newspaper if we'd got a client in it. And we would measure the piece of coverage. Um, so we'd measure the length of it and then how many columns it was. Um, and that would be to get like, it was like the equivalent cost of advertising. So we'd get the, whatever the size was, we'd work, find the, the rate of advertising, get the, the value it would cost to buy that space. Then we'd times it by three, because it was a really crude way of saying this coverage, editorial coverage is worth three times as much as the advertising because it's independent, because it's impartial. Yeah. And we don't really use that measure in PR now. And I think sometimes that it's hard to explain the, the, the value in quite, in quite such a powerful way. 
um, because it's more nuanced than that. But it, just to give you an idea, that was how, as an, an industry, we used yeah. to prove our worth. And well, you could buy that space and you could advertise, but everyone knows it's an advert. Whereas when yeah. it's editorial, it's all about the content and, and the positioning and the insight that you've given. So, yeah, that's 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 what I do, really, and always have done. <laughs> so how... What's it been like then for you as the shift? So when you were when you were employed or when you were a freelancer, you were, you know, you were your clients were the subject of the of the PR piece, right? Mm, yeah. And now you have to put yourself out there to get Carolyn yes. Joyce and cheerleader PR some PR. So how does yeah. how does that feel? Is that a real shift for you in terms of your confidence and your visibility? Yeah, I think it, it it was, it has been, especially kind of at the start, because there's a massive mindset shift, because as much as I've been, you know, doing PR for people for 20 years, it's, I've been behind the scenes, you know, I'm yes. the one who makes it happen, and then, you know, they would give the interview, or they would um, get the coverage, and and then I just move on to the next thing. And it was never about me. It would be about how I could help them, and how I could create something that would get them the coverage, but it was never about me. So, yeah, taking that leap to to set up cheerleader PR I'd wanted to you know have an online business and offer more like coaching and courses and and have more control of my time actually that's part of my my dream I suppose is is kind of being rather than being answerable to clients 100% having more of um, a mix of some of the coaching so, so some of the teaching people to do it themselves doing it with people and doing it for people having more of a mix because before yeah. it was just me doing it for them and, and that was it um so yeah it was just a case of um yeah trying to trying to make that that shift and and just opening up those opportunities really I forgot the question sorry yeah no it was around <laughs> it was around what's it like for you to be the subject of it instead of you know you putting you putting me out now you're putting you out and like how that feels because yeah. it is a huge and I think certainly for me in my own journey for to pursue my dream of working for myself, I mean, I look back now and I laugh. It was only, it wasn't, because I, I forget the years because we've been inside for so long, but it was um, summer of 2019. I distinctly remember going for a walk with a friend who's a baker who's building her business and saying to her, oh, I don't really you know, I see people on like social media and putting themselves out there and they, you know, they, they really talk about themselves and they've got pictures of their family. And I wouldn't want that. So I'm, I'm never going to show my face and I don't want people to know anything about me. Mm. I look yeah. back now at that and think, wow, because people buy people, right? So they need to connect Absolutely. with you as an individual. So I don't have my, um, my husband or my children in any post because I don't because they're it's their choice and I I, I personally believe it's for them to make mm. a decision about whether they like that or not and they don't like that I yeah. might talk about them but never never name them do you see what I mean but it yeah, was that yeah, whole I'm thing saying. around it was a fear because I felt that if I put myself out there and said oh this is me somebody would go a bit like you said who are you to say that mm. who are you to write that who are you to build a business doing that? And it's a bit like with PR when you're saying, who am I to have an opinion? Mm. It's a scary thing, isn't it? It is, because I think we're just, we, yeah, we feel like we shouldn't take up the space somehow. Well, we don't want to look like show off, show, show off. Yes. I think that's the real thing with, with women. I don't know, somewhere down the line, 
a lot of us have been told, you know, don't show off. It's a bad thing to show off. Yeah. But the difference is by putting yourself out there through your business, you're not showing off. You're actually showing how you can help people. You're showing, you know, that you're skilled. You're showing all the, you know, all the great ways you can work with people and on all the things you've done. So it's again, it's a bit like that. You know, you're you're um, you're not just telling people you're good. You're showing them. You know, and that's yeah, that's needed because, like you say, people buy from people. But if you don't ever show what you can do, they're not going to buy from you, kind of thing. Yeah, they're not going to work with you, and you're not going to be able to help them. So it's definitely something to to overcome. And I think yeah, I've kind of gone through that journey of like starting off, and I think a lot of it is is actually about being clear on what you want to say and what you want to be known for. Um, yes. Because once you work that out, then it does come a lot easier because I think I, for a while, was a bit like, what's, you know, I, I did, I knew what I wanted cheerleader PR to be, but I hadn't maybe quite worked out kind of exactly what I wanted to say about it and how I was, and some of that you work out as you go along, but you kind of need to know what you want to be known for and what, how you want to work with people before you go and start speak, sort of talking everywhere because otherwise it's a bit random, you know, it kind of yes. needs to have a, you know, a, a point to it. And I think, you can work that out as you go along, but it really helps to think about those things when you're setting up or when you're making a change so that you can be confident in what you're putting out there and be clear. I always yes. say like it's about getting clarity on what you want and then you have the confidence to put it out there because you're not thinking, oh, why am I putting this? I don't know what to write today. Because it's like, well, I know what yeah. to write because I know what I'm trying to achieve. And so I can now go and talk about it. So yes. it's the process really. Yeah, definitely. That's funny you say that because I look back at because I'm kind of getting memories now of posts from, say, a year ago on Facebook that I've shared personally. So then they're popping up in my memories and I'm looking back at them now and going, what was I talking about? What was I trying to say? Like, what was the point of that? And I'm being quite self-critical, but it shows how far I've come. But it 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 does. it. It's clear to me now that I didn't really know like you say, what message I was trying to get across or what I was trying to, I don't think I was even trying to sell anything. I think I was just talking. So again, yeah, yeah. you're not even selling anything, Laura. So no wonder people aren't buying because you're not really selling anything. But yeah. that only comes with experience. And, and I think there is something, I'm not. I'm definitely not sort of saying, oh, you have to have everything perfect, like a bit like what we said before about the podcasts and, and lives and stuff. I think you can start and then refine it as you go along. I think don't sort of, never put anything out there because you're worried it's going to be wrong because that's the other side that can happen you can be like so yeah. worried it's the wrong thing and I've probably been more guilty of that actually because it's like I'm not sure if it's right so I'll just I'll think about it a bit more maybe I'll put it out tomorrow and it was only probably when I said right I'm going to post every day that, that I had to be consistent then yeah. I think once you get the consistency in it, it then you know you get a bit more you know a bit more momentum but yeah, I think some of it is, yeah, do think about that and go through that process, but don't try and make everything perfect because it will evolve. Like what I would have posted when I, when I started Cheerleader PR to compared to now, it has evolved because you can't know all the answers when you start. You've got to work a lot of them out as you go along. And I get frustrated with that. I think I should know everything and be able to do everything straight away. But actually, you've got to experience stuff to get to to work it out, I think. Absolutely. But, but you can't yeah. think. You sh- I think I think I should know everything, but it's impossible. You can't. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But also, um, times change, and you know the world around us changes. If you think about over the last twelve months, what what you know what a lot of us thought we would be doing in twenty twenty versus what actually happened, and then you kind of 
you know, life has changed around us, hasn't it? The way that we communicate, the way that we're living. So therefore you have to adapt to that. So that's put a shift in, in everything. And we mm. were talking before we started recording about, you know, getting back to normal. I don't think we're back, we're going back to normal. We're going forwards to a new normal. So life yeah. has changed forever in many mm. ways. Definitely. Um, so interesting. So when you were, so obviously you were freelancing and then you set up cheerleader PR. So that kind of dream of having your own business, why was that so important to you? What was, what was the thing about, you know, being your own boss that was, that was just kind of driving you on? Yeah. I mean, I think as a freelancer, I was working with all different businesses um, and doing their PR for them, but there wasn't really like a clear sort of idea of who my ideal client would be and and it was just like sort of bending and shaping to what what the client wanted and you know which you know obviously that's part of it and it, I'm not complaining about that but it, I just felt like I was getting frustrated with it because I felt although I had some flexibility because it was just me you know delivering everything it was quite pressured really and I think at the same time as I was feeling that, I started to see this growth of, you know, female entrepreneurs like Carrie Green from the Female Entrepreneur yeah. Association. She was probably my first experience of seeing this sort of idea of well, you can build your business to be what you want it to be. You can offer courses, you can offer memberships. I guess it's the difference between one to one to the one to many model. I'm kind of thinking, could I make that work for PR? Because if I made it work, then client, I. I wouldn't then be doing everything for people and it would free me up to help more people and it would free me up to have more my life more like I wanted to have it so it kind of just evolved from there and but it's taken me a long time to work it out because my whole career I've been at service to clients you know and I still I'm still not there I'm still working on it um but you know slowly but but surely I think again there's been points where I probably thought what am I doing I'll just go back to freelancing I'll just do clients PR for them what you know why am I trying to change things but then there's a voice in me that's like no we'll keep going because yes for one you put a lot of effort into this now but yeah. for two I do believe I can make it work so I've just got to keep going really yeah yeah <laughs> and it, there's uh there is this, uh, I don't know if it's still like relevant or still accurate, but only kind of 5% of small businesses kind of keep going because sometimes when it gets tough, people do give up, which is natural because actually getting the no's, getting rejection, struggling to find, you know, clients is, is hard. Mm. It's hard. It doesn't matter what business you're in, whether it's a client-based, product-based, doesn't matter what it is you know, getting the no's and the rejections is incredibly difficult, but I'm the same as you. Even when I have like those moments where I think, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? I'm not giving up because I've come too far to stop now. And I, I've always got that thing. If I gave up, you know, I might be just like one step away from, from it working completely in the way I want it to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is that thing of, you're not just going to wake up and and it's going to all be exactly this dream business all set out sometimes I wish that would happen but I've, I know that I've just got to kind of keep plugging away at it and I will get there I mean it's funny you know you were saying about you know what your dream is and following it and when I went freelance and originally my dream was to work flexibly around the kids and not have to ask anyone permission to go for a doctor's appointment with them or if they were ill being off with them and I did I just did that but then it was funny when my youngest went to school, I then was a bit lost because I was a bit like, what do I want to be next? Because I've still got the flexibility. 
but they don't need me in quite the same way. Yes. And what do I want it to be now? And that's, I guess, where the cheerleader PR thing came from. Of, Well, if I could arrange my clients and my courses and my, you know, um, sessions around school time, I could ideally, I want to have the school holidays off with them because my husband's yeah. a teacher. So that's kind of my next dream of, that I'm working towards. But almost the one when they were when I was freelance and I was had the flexibility I almost didn't realize I was living my dream when I was living it I was so busy but I did have that flexibility so I was like oh I did that so I can I guess I you know I can do the next thing as well just got to keep going (laughs) yeah that your point about your children needing you in a different way so my three are well I've got two teenagers and one a year off being well be a teenager at the end of the year um teenagers is a, I don't know how old your children are but teenagers if it, like in my experience is a different challenge because they don't need you in the same way that small children need you for you know bath time and mm. you know reading story time and you know playing with them in that sense teenagers are quite different but they need you in a different way and I always I felt like the teenage years are so crucial and I wanted to be present be around when they wanted to talk to me and sometimes that's when they come in well not that they've been at school but you know when they come in from school and they're having a you know and I've made a cake and they're you know because I love baking and they've you know they're having a a drink and and a bit of cake and we're just having a bit of a chat and I wanted that I just wanted the flex to say do you know what if you need me and you want to have a chat for an hour about something now I've kind of got that time and I know that doesn't always work because obviously I've got clients I've got stuff in my diary but I wanted that flex to be around them because they won't need me for that much longer Mm, and I wanted to be with them now yeah, definitely. You know, and when they want me and they don't want me that much, Caroline, I'll be honest, because they're quite grumpy and they're like in their bedrooms. But if they do want me, I want to feel that I've got, the, I, I can give them that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, mine are eight and 10 now, so they're a bit younger. But, you know, I think the 10 year old starting to kind of have some of those teenage tendencies and, and changing. But yeah, it's they don't need me, like you say, to to, to make them, load, you know, they, they can kind of look after themselves to a certain extent and they can amuse themselves, and which tends to involve TV or screens. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. You know, they don't need me, you know, quite the same way. And then, yeah, you're right, when they then, you know, go to high school and stuff, it's another change again. So yeah. that'll be a natural change I'll have to deal with. But, yeah, it's just a bit like you don't want to feel like you, you couldn't be there for them. And, when, yeah. and sometimes I get annoyed with myself. So I think, hang on, this business is, is your business, so it's your choice what you do. But yet you're like, oh, I'll just be with you in a minute because I've just got to finish Yes, that. yeah. And then you feel guilty. And it's, I mean, the mum guilt, I don't know if it ever ends, to be honest, or ever stops. No. But, you know, you, you can only just try and do your best, can't you? And, and yeah. kind of, you know, do what you can. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Actually, my husband made a joke last night. He said, I think I'm going to join with your group because then I'd see more of you. So it's just difficult because I'm doing stuff in the evenings. He's working in the mm. day. It's yeah. just how it is at the moment. It won't always be like that. But when you're building yeah. stuff, you've got to do the work. Like you say, you're your own boss, but actually you've got to fit. You, you're building the business, so you've got to do it when you've got to do it. And then it, later on, you'll get more flex in the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's the thing because you're essentially building a personal brand. You know, it's a business. Yeah. It's all around you. And that's why, you know, you want to be showing your face on social media. You want to, people to hear your voice and, and, and get to know you because, then you build that know, like, and trust factor, you know, and, and yeah. just build relationships, which is ultimately what PR is about as well. Um, 
But yeah, it involves, I think when I first saw this one-to-many stuff, it was sold a bit as, oh, well, actually, if you do one-to-many, you can work less and make more money, which, you know, who's going to turn that down? Yeah. But you've still you've got to promote yourself as much as you would a client. It's still full on. Yes, yeah, it is. And I get that now. I, I understand that now. I maybe didn't at the start. I think I was a bit, you know, naive. But at least I know now when I, you know, spend time doing lives or you know promoting myself it's all aimed at my dream now and what I want it to be whereas before I wasn't really sure what I wanted to be and you know it's all kind of fallen into place I've just got that's that whole thing of keep going really and keep promoting yourself so yeah have the business you want (laughs) yeah definitely and I think um Oh, it's such a cliche, and as well, I know it's a Lemon Road and Keating song, but it is a roller coaster, and you've got to keep riding it. So there will be, there will be the great highs, mm. but also there will be the lows. But you, but there will be a high again. You've just got to keep riding it, haven't you? And, yeah. and believing that that you're gonna, in the end, ultimately. I know roller coasters <laughs> don't work like this. It's probably a very poor analogy, but um, <laughs> you know, in the end, it's going to pick up. It's going to be more up than down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think and also I think that, you know, is that getting there's half the fun. Actually, you know, it's, it's just going to keep going. It's a journey. Yeah. But I don't think there's an if there was an end, it would probably be that you sold your business or you ended your business. So actually that kind of roller coaster and that journey is just going to carry on. And you, I think the main thing is you actually enjoying being on it. And if you're not, yes. then probably, you know, then you need to make some changes. So it's just yeah, get, I think it's a, a balance to get really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, for um, for the people listening, then, if you've got a you know a piece of advice or a tip or something you could share around, you know, if they're listening and they're thinking, and obviously, I know that not everyone's going to go, oh, I want to set up a PR consultancy, but mm. you know, that whole concept of you know the, the the purpose for me of the podcast is to show that whatever your dream is, to pursue it, to follow it, is to kind of really be true to yourself. So, have you got any? Mm some advice that you could share with the listeners yeah I think I think the the, the most important thing I found is to kind of as I say it goes back to that clarity piece really and, and working out what you want you know your business or your life to be rather than just going along and just not really stopping to think about it and just getting swept up and then you look back and go oh why was I doing that I think it's actually making some time and also getting some support, getting coaching or joining a, you know, a mastermind or something with other people that are in the same boat or have gone through it. Yeah. I think that, that piece of working out what you want it to look like, it's not natu- it doesn't come naturally to everyone to think about what they actually want. And I know I've been a bit like, oh, I don't want to say what I want because if I say what I want, don't get it. You know, I'm going to fail. You know, there's all that going on, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's getting, you know, working through what you want it to be. And, and as I say, getting help with that if you need it. Um, and then once you've worked that through, then you can make a plan then, uh, you know, yeah. of how to, to get through. But also equally being kind that making the plan doesn't mean tomorrow it'll all happen. You've got to put the time in and it's going to, you know, evolve over time. So and the thing is with that, once you've done that, then, as I say, promoting yourself and that business becomes a lot easier because you know what you, you're trying to achieve. You know what you want it to be. You know who you want to work with, so you can go and find your ideal clients out wherever they are, whether that's in the media and Facebook groups, on podcasts, wherever. Um, so it's just, I think it does all come back to clarity. And as I always say, though, but once you've got the clarity, the confidence comes because you know what you're trying to say. So saying yes. it is almost the easiest part. <laughs> so yeah. that would kind of be my advice, I think, for anyone who's thinking of making a change, but or is just trying to get off that hamster wheel of just 
take some time to work out, you know, what yeah. you want it to be and then you yeah. can take some action then. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's been so lovely to talk to you. So if somebody was listening to this and they're in that space where they they would need uh, some support from from you, from mm-hmm. Cheerleader PR, where would they find you? So um, my website is cheerleaderpr.com, um, but I've got a, a Facebook group, which is where I'm in there. You know, I do a live um session every wednesday with pr tips and advice so that's the the facebook code is called the facebook group is called pr for passionate go-getters um so you can find me in there quite regularly and then on instagram i am cheerleader underscore pr um but they're the main places you'll find me at the moment um and yeah just kind of building the community really because i say most people i work with have followed their dream or turned their passion into a business so they're kind of already living that 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 way but they just want to learn how to then go and get themselves out there and that's what I help them with they've already done that part of deciding they want this business and what they want it to be but they just need that help to go and put themselves out there which is where I come in really and that's what I love doing amazing fantastic well it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you and I think um it's been certainly Caroline it's been a lesson for me too in terms of uh, all the things that PR can do for you I definitely think we need to have a chat afterwards about how oh, you can help you. me um but thank you so much and uh, really appreciate your time today you're very welcome thanks a lot you have been listening to the your dream or mind podcast with Laura Cruz Don't forget to come and find me on social media to see if I can help you to pursue your own dreams. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.